When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is the Nine or Nine podcast, and on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, new music from uh, a lot of artists uh, coming up, including brand new music from Hosier, who just dropped a song, um, and the album that came out a couple of weeks ago from O Emperor, which is our album of the week. Um, and we are going to be Andrea's here. Hello, how are you? As ever, uh, we are Andrea has kindly put together a top five Sufjan Stevens uh, tracks f- for this week's podcast. Um, reason being, I guess, is that because we are putting on a Sufjan Stevens, two nights of Sufjan Stevens Glasshouse Ensemble playing the music of Sufjan Stevens next week. And seeing as there will be no podcast next week, because um, I'm too busy, um, unfortunately, there we are going to do it this week. And so if you've never listened to Sufjan Stevens before and you want a primer, or even if you have, I think you've picked from very interesting songs. Um, yeah, I, th- I hope so. That people have never heard before, perhaps. Mm. Um, but first, um, the big story in music this week <laughs> is about a guy called Jared Threaten. Um, if you haven't heard about this story, it's absolutely incredible. It's one of those things that you're just like, I can't believe this still happens. Yes. But it has. So Jared Threaten is a LA metalhead who booked a tour in the UK and Europe and uh, it quickly transpired that the shows he booked in these uh, medium-sized venues didn't have anybody at them uh, because it seems that Jared Threaten had actually faked his entire uh, online... Not Jared Threaten. No. I've been a fan of his for years <laughs> for and years. For about an hour. Um, so Jared Threaten played a couple of dates, I think, in Europe and the UK. And this all uh, happened on, was it Sunday night? Uh, yeah, I think it broke over the weekend. Anyway. Yeah, so he, he was due to play a gig in Belfast in the Empire and it, word was kind of spreading that there was nobody turning <laughs> up at his shows. Like, this isn't, you know, oh God, yeah, no, it was fine. It was just like nobody there. Nobody 
turning up for his shows. Nobody, not a soul. Yeah. So he has these like um, huge social media numbers. He has a music video that has like over a million uh, views. Um, I haven't actually looked at his other numbers or, or like, in, uh, you know, social counts or anything like that. But um, he definitely has seemed to be inflating those in some yes. way. I mean, people were like, venues were booking him off the back of the numbers that he was doing on social media. Yeah, and um, he kept telling the venues that, I don't know how this worked. He seemed to be booking his own shows in the venues and telling them that they had 300 tickets sold or whatever yeah. it was in uh, like Bristol and London um, but it did not happen <laughs> that no, way. It didn't. So the tour kicked off in London last week and it quickly became clear that things weren't uh, as they were supposed to be. And in Underworld was the venue where he was, uh, the first venue where he was due to play with his band. Only three people showed up to the show, despite the agent, band's agent, agent, and I'm, I'm using air quotes there, claiming that they'd sold 300 tickets in advance. Mm. Um, the same thing happened in Bristol a few days later with only a few people from the opening band's guest list attending, despite 180 ticket sales supposed supposedly being sold in advance. Um, and he is basically, what it seems that he's done is he's basically manufactured this entire um, career online. He has these videos of himself, of it, the band playing, uh, but they're all shaky and you can't see anybody in them. Yeah. And you can't see it's him. Um, and you, you never see the band and the crowd in the same shot. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's like stock footage of crowds or just gigs yeah, that he's been to. And his music video as well is just him playing oh, all, the, all the instruments. It, it, if you watch his music video for, uh, what is the, uh, Living is Dying and just check out the drum kit that he's using and actually how many of the drums he hits during it. <laughs> That's a good time. It's, a, it's an amazing video. I, I recommend everybody to watch it. So the whole thing started unraveling when uh, he played a gig in Bristol and the venue, the exchange, started looking into what the hell was going on, looked at the Facebook event and realized that everyone listening as intending on Facebook was based in Brazil mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the comments on Threaten's YouTube videos were appear to be from phony bot accounts and you were reading some out to me earlier so on. So I, I went on to the um, the music video Live, Living is Dying and uh, just command F and the word year because all of the comments on it right now are either about the room or about the story. So if you go back yeah, to... I independently of, of the, seeing those comments yeah. it's like a music version of the room. It is. It is. It's, it, it's incredible. Um, so if you command F the words, the words one year ago, um, you get such comments as, holy shit, I could stare into your eyes for days. I literally dropped everything to watch this. How is he so good looking? You rock so hard. I'm growing my hair out starting right now. This is one of the coolest videos I've seen in a long time. And so on. And how is this person so talented? Um, and they're all you know, fake accounts. They're all probably Look, him. If you're going to fake accounts, just don't go too heavy on the on the compliments. For God's sake. Yeah, like you you can say like cause, <laughs> look, the guy is a competent musician. He he can clearly play the guitar. He can, he clearly has somewhat of a voice, but like a lot a lot of these of these comments are about how good looking he is and people how people could stare into his eyes for days. Yeah. It, it is insanely entertaining to go back and read them. I haven't done so on any of his other social media, but that's basically my weekend sorted. <laughs> so by the time the um, Belfast gig rolled around, uh, the jig was certainly up, mm-hmm. and the Empire uh, had got wind. The venue got wind of what was going on and tweeted: "If you purchase tickets for tonight's Threaten show, both of you can get refunds from the." <laughs> point of purchase very funny um and since since then what's been happening oh 
Has anybody spoken out? Uh, what about the bandmates? Yeah, so apparently the bandmates were all hired um, in strange circumstances, it seems. Um, they were contacted by somebody who was uh, purported to be his agent and who then uh, was a, a lady um, uh, who was then passed off to this guy and then they showed up and did some... Um, her name was Lisa Golding. And, and this is all over email. Artist manager, yeah, yeah. Um, so went out, this guy went out, said, told, was told originally he was going to do a, a US and Canada tour, which quickly became a European tour. Um, and then he later found out that Lisa Golding, who's the artist manager who first got in touch with him, her page uses a stock photo and there's no mention of any company that she belongs to. Mm-hmm. Aligned Artists was the one that she was mentioned, uh, which seems to be made up. His uh, Jared uh, threatened wife, Kelsey, was at the audition and was filming all of the uh, rehearsals. And uh, it seems like there was uh, Jared and his girlfriend or, or wife, sorry, was in on this the whole time there was this whole um drive to like show people that they were a real professional mm. they um, manufactured a label that mentioned the scorpions that used the same initials as the label that the scorpions are on but not the same label itself Brilliant. and um, it all got to the point where in belfast and jared threaten um was claiming that he was a victim of all this and what if he was? Is there so, any chance? Right. Is there we, any chance? We, we were talking about this before we started recording and I was, I'm really grasping at straws here trying to figure out a way that he, that he wasn't in on it. I want to root for this guy because aside from, you know, like a lot of venues and a lot of people lost a lot of money because of this and that's shit. Like there's no two ways about that. But if he wasn't in on it and he was the victim of some kind of like fake management conspiracy, then I feel really, really bad for him. But it seems that the further we delve into it, that he's just, he is the orchestrator of this whole, um, this whole thing. So, Oh, okay. So metal sucks in the last hour have now, um, have an article, um, saying his, about his true identity and history. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, I, it'll take me a while probably to look at this. Um, apparently, uh, the LA musician employed a complex scheme involving several completely made up companies, including a record label, book and agency, press outlet, and web design firm, doctored live videos, and purchased from social media likes and views, which is what we can gather. Mm. Um, Do we know if his real name is Jared Threaten? His real name is Jared Ames. Oh. He's from Missouri. Um, I don't know if this is. I don't know, I feel a bit weird about like, you know, revealing somebody's identity when I don't really know much about it. Yeah. Um, but I will say that um, he does seem to be, uh, he was the sole recording member of a band called Sated. Sated. Okay, put out two okay. EPs in 2007, 2010. Um, they apparently signed to a UK label in 2010. Um, and there's some uh, references to that. Okay. Um, and they, that's where the association for SPV Records, a fake label, came uh, so from th- which he called superlative music records. Brilliant, <laughs> a story so, which is very much still unfolding before our eyes. Pretty much, and by the yeah. time our dear listeners are listening to this podcast, maybe more will be revealed. It seems he's been deleting his social media accounts. Um, That's a shame. And he's got a job in marketing. Very yeah. like it's it's very very difficult to go viral. Um, yeah, so this days. is this is some serious work put into this. Um, There's a lot of devil horns being, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as well, like to talk about the actual the actual music Amazing. for a minute. It is that sort of like 
mid 2000s like a band that somehow got onto scuzz um <laughs> that's just kind of very 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 rubbish very metal and very uh not that metal is rubbish but rubbish metal um and just yeah it's it's of the days of yore um and oh it's all very interesting and terrible and the poor guy but also the poor everyone else. I don't know how to feel. I'm I'm losing my mind. Since then, the band members have spoken out about what happened and just saying that, you know, um, something just didn't feel right the whole time. They were told while they're on tour and uh, they were given out to for uh, separating from the group, which is Jared and his wife. The group. Um, yeah, so just being treated like children, not being they, paid properly. They had a curfew, didn't they? Yeah, they had a curfew on tour, stuff like that. So Rock and all roll. seems quite quite bizarre and mm. not something that happens absolutely every day. Um, very bizarre um, situation. And yeah, well, I guess we'll see what happens with yeah, this. So stay tuned. moral of the story is you can't, you can fake online presence, but you can't fake, fake you can't fake a real presence. Yes. On stage. Yes. In front Perfect. of hundreds of adoring fans. You can't do it. No. Maybe he just, I don't know, was like, we're all secretly hoping that it's going to be some kind of a like Joaquin Phoenix um, style, like art project. <laughs> I, I see that happening. I see it, this being like the end of the episode of Black Mirror with the pig, where it's like, this was all an elaborate, um, art installation about the nature of online presence and how you I'm can... sure there's hundreds of very similar mm. um, uh, college art projects yeah, there going on moment. right now <laughs> I remember one back in my days of uh, somebody who I went to college who was going to do something like that who manufactured a band made up a whole brand and yeah and did some fake gigs and stuff so Hey, it's still happening. Yeah. This time it's just happening it's all done, over the and it's been in, done. in real life you can't you have been He's been found out very yeah. quickly. Sorry, um, mate. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> we were talking about um, the the year 2008. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to let me away with this. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to, uh, well, um, before, this is before our next, um, what were you doing in 2008, Andrea? Um, I, you know, I was, uh, I was getting ready to go to college. Um, I was... Spending a lot of time online in uh, chat rooms, MySpace, Tumblr. Running a Tumblr, eh? Running a Tumblr. So what, ha what happened to you this week then? <laughs> this week, Niall, my Tumblr got hacked <laughs> because the year is 2008 and this is what happens. Um, <laughs> I, I received a DM from a um, follower, as it usually happens. Uh, somebody who I actually knew back in the day and knew my tum knows my Tumblr and evidently still uses Tumblr. Um saying, hey, I think your Tumblr has been hacked. It's been posting some strange things in your account. And I was like, huh, okay, what a weird message. Uh, so I went into my Tumblr and it was hacked by, by porn bots. Porn bots. So not, not fake metal bands. No, not fake metal bands. No, Russian <laughs> naughty stuff. And like, I d have you ever had something hacked? Like, uh, yeah, our, my website was hacked uh, twice. Okay, that's way worse. Uh, <laughs> one time, every bit of text uh, in the database was deleted. Oh, and then somebody, a, a kind hacker, told me about it. Okay. And told me how to fix it. It was really weird. That's, really weird. That's a very strange time. Yeah, it's, all, it's all a lot more secure now than mm. it was then. But yeah, happened. Well, not to times. detract from my massive hacking story. <laughs> um, so yeah, I my had to go. Hell. My hacking My Andrea's hacking hell. Um, yeah, I had to go in and unfollow all of the unseemly accounts um that they followed uh, and then i went into all the places that you're logged in and it was like eight different accounts in moscow and i was like 
God damn it. Did the Russians not have something else to do with <laughs> America? And I don't know. Uh, so yeah, my Tumblr was hacked this week. What was on your Tumblr before that? My Tumblr, <laughs> um, my Tumblr is nothing to do with my name, so no one can find it. But it is basically an archive of everything I've been obsessed with since two thousand eight. So in the early days, it was uh, it was like a Doctor Who blog, <laughs> and then it, um, I got really into One Direction for a few years. Oh. So it was just like a lot of Har- an, Harry Styles gifts. Um, <laughs> And yeah, just general, whatever I'm obsessed with at the time. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, it was mostly Doctor Who and Harry Styles. Ooh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. There at the go. moment, though, it's it's plants and general wholesome culture. <laughs> so the... the Hygge. Yeah, that, that thing, which I don't say out loud because I don't know how to. But um, it, yeah, It sounds lot, like you're about to a lot of that. up something horrible, but <laughs> something nice comes out. So yeah, that's my yeah, um, ultimately <laughs> my big my big story of the week. Is that big, my Tumblr got hacked. Story of the week. Your Tumblr the year hacked, is two thousand eight. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank I you. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> we've had another band who uh, shared some news this week, uh, not about their hacking, but about their demise. Their the Stripes are a band that are finishing. Um, they they're, are. They're shutting up shop. The Stripes are no more. They oh are a gosh. band who started in. Um, 2011 officially um, when they were like that early 16 or 17 15, 16, 17 I think yeah um, and uh, you may remember their early hype because I think a lot of happens when, when bands are young and they do something that's really impressive first of all Stripes were a rock and roll band um, who were definitely raiding their parents' uh, music collections. I think mm. one, one of their parents might have managed them or maybe did manage them for a lot of the time that they were active. But they quickly, I remember being over in Abbey Road uh, maybe a year or two after they got signed or maybe not even that long, a year later they got signed. I was over in Abbey Road uh, looking at these, you know. They, Laying uh, down some tracks. <laughs> yeah, I was just you know, working on my Cloud Rap album <laughs> and uh, they were showing us around um, and the Stripes performed that night and I remember they had just signed to, I think it was it was Sony or a subsidiary of Sony, I can't remember. And they're a brilliant live band, but yeah. like the way that the A&R talked about them, that it was going to be the next Arctic Monkeys. Okay. So there was a lot in, uh, there was a bit of hype around that band when they got signed because everyone, their youth made them maybe felt like they were going to be very malleable yeah. and you could do stuff with them in terms of major label. But what they had a kind of a look as well. Yeah, their look was basically my, the our, pa- our, par- <laughs> our parents' record collection, like early, late fifties, early sixties, like yeah. rock and roll, um, uh, Howl and Wolf, and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. uh, their career kind of uh, progressed through the ages of rock music mm. up until the seventies, and it was starting to get a bit more like that. Like they 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 grew from children, and they sounded like children, and they were very competent and brilliant live band. Yeah, into a band that was just I think the um, the novelty wore off for a lot of people mm-hmm. and they were always a good band, always really good and they're doing really well. I think their label actually dropped them um, maybe before their third album which came out in 2017. I think this is not a sad story. I think the Stripes had a good run. They did three albums of um, old-fashioned rock and roll music and um, got the tour of the world and um, much acclaim and uh, I actually think this is a great thing for them because it means that they can go off and be 
the teenagers that they maybe never were. Yeah, totally. Um, going, I don't know, I think they all left college or left school just to go on tour. So yeah. they could go back to school, they can hang around and faff about. They can go and, and be in other bands and, and make more music. They're so young. Like they are. I think when we talk like, about bands breaking up, it being the end of an era and stuff, you don't get an era at this age. Like, you, Yeah, they you did know? things that most bands will never ever do. Yeah, so like to, to have that is insane. And they, they've also they've practiced in front of crowds like which is not not something that people their age have a lot of experience doing so they're, they're going to be absolutely fine if they if like separately they go join other bands do solo work whatever they might do they're gonna be fine in front of an audience they're gonna be fine in recording studios they've practiced now and yeah this is totally just the beginning like apparently two of them have signed up to an acting agency oh very good one of them uh, the guitarist is doing a solo album and Ross, I think, I'm not sure which guy that was, is pursuing other musical outlets. Yeah, like, perfect. So there you go, there perfect. You go. I think it's always going it to be hard for them to develop uh, the stripes into their 20s, into their 30s. I think it mm. would have been too much of a burden, too much baggage, too much, like, it's hard to be a band for that long when you're that young. And, like, when you're that young, yeah. you don't really know who you are. Totally. So the stripes get a chance now to go and figure out who they are. Yeah. Um. So good on them. Best of luck, lads. That's all our news for this week, I think. Um, um yeah. Um oh no, Sufian. Oh yes, well we're gonna start with Sufian now. But um yeah, first um timely news for Sufian. Yes. Um he released a new song. He released also an old song. A new old song. A new old song, because he doesn't do anything in the in the normal way, do you, Sufian? No. Um yes, so this week um Sufian Stevens shared the exciting news that um a song from 10 years ago, um, which, so every year Sufyan does this Christmas music exchange, uh, Christmas song exchange contest um, where people submit a Christmas song to him. And 10 years ago, a songwriter named Alec Duffy um, submitted a song called Every Day is Christmas and he won. Um, and in response to that, Sufyan sent him a song called uh, Lonely Man of Winter which has been kind of floating around in Sufjan lore for the past decade. Um, this guy, uh, Alec Duffy, had like some listening parties and so people have heard it, but it's never had an official release. So 10 years, you had to years. wait for this to be officially Ten released. 10 years, yeah. Um, and it is, yeah, getting an official release on CD, vinyl, all, all that kind of stuff uh, this week. Um, I think l- l- later this week, Friday. Um, and there will be... This song, um, a remix version of this song and Alec Duffy's Every Day is Christmas will be on that um, EP. So very exciting news. So from 10 Sufian. years later, finally getting his due, Alex. Uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, here's a little bit of the track. In the world that you would make up Unicorns and buffalo packs I know that you would wake up With the sunny side touching your back Is it the lonely man of Christmas Coming up with theories on him Is it the lonely man of Christmas Sliding in the devil's abyss Oh, I would rate the future if I could put a finger on it. 
So that is Sufjan Stevens. Um, not the last Sufjan song we're going to be listening to this week. Oh, heavens, no. Because Andrea has brought her famous top five back. Yes. Um, I did one last week for the Beastie Boys. It's your turn again. Um, as I said earlier in the show, um, next week, um, 909 is presenting an 11-piece uh, orchestral outfit called Glasshouse Ensemble who have been performing uh, Sufjan's most famous album Il Noise in full over the last couple of years in Dublin um, and I'd seen them over the summer I thought they were absolutely fantastic asked them would they be interested in doing a show in the Douglas Hyde Gallery because Sufjan played there 14 years ago yes. on his own solo um, so I thought it would be a nice thing to do almost 14 years later of course, that means that there's a lot of music from Sufjan mm. to delve into. Yes. So if we were to look at Sufjan's discography uh, as a multiple entry points and you're offering many ways into yes. his music, I think Illinois is obviously his most famous album. We yes. will get to that in a bit. But he's an artist who's been around to, since, what, 2004? Uh, 2004, Four. I believe, was his first album. Um and yeah, he's he's one of those um, artists who, when I, when I speak to people about him, um, you're you're either in the I adore Sufjan camp, or well, I mean, you either know him uh, and love him, know him and don't ha- haven't really gotten into him yet, um, or you don't know. But we don't like people like that. So if you are in the know him and haven't gotten into him yet, he can be. It can be really intimidating. He's got a lot of music. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to offer people a a chance to just have a listen, have a listen to the the different things, different kind of styles he has, see what you like, and then go off from there. So Dre has uh, delved deep into his discography. Yes, I um, have. And so where are we going to start? So we're going to start with... Um, his first album, um, which is called A Sun Came. Uh, sorry, it, this was released. His first album was released in 2000. The reissue was 2004. So he's been around since 2000. Um, and yeah, he he himself says of the album um, that it draws from traditional pop music, medieval instrumentation with Middle Eastern inflections, tape loops, digital samples, literary vocals, manic percussion, woodwinds, woodwinds, sitar, amp distortion and um, Arabic chants. So lots going on for a debut record. And it, it really is a stunning record. It's um, like when you when you think about it as as a debut, it's it's really just it, it, it will floor you. Um, but the song that I've chosen from this is Wordsworth Ridge for Fran Fike, um, which is based on a poem uh, by Williams, William Wordsworth, uh, The Prelude, which tells the story of a man who comes across a boat tied to a tree on a lake. Um, and it's a romantic poem. Um you know, focusing on the theme of man's awe of nature. And that is something that runs through uh, Sofian's work. So yeah, you can take a listen. Okay.
You started with a different uh, song than I expected, I guess, because you started with quite a, um, an instrumental um, yeah. part to that song uh, before he actually comes in. But you can kind of hear the DNA of what um, Sufjan Stevens is all about there in terms of most of his mu- music. Yes. Um, very much like a lot of beautiful instrumentation and uh, really well-arranged music. Yeah, he's he, he's an excellent arranger, um, which is sort of which can be really heightened in f- folk leaning music because you can really it, it really just kind of brings it to the fore um yeah that's that's a really interesting song i think it's it's almost half and half instrumental and and lyrical um and yeah just a song that i always find when i'm listening through that that album um i i look forward to that song the most um it's 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 really really lovely um yeah so my next one is from i i'm i'm not this is in no way chronological um i'll be jumping around a little bit so the next one is from uh the avalanche which came out in 2006 um this album is, it consists of outtakes and other recordings from the sessions for his album, Illinois, which I will talk about later, obviously. Um, this, uh, the Avalanche was supposed to kind of buy time between um, Illinois and his 50 States project. This was the whole thing that yes. around this time. He said so, he was going to yeah. release 50 albums, one for each state. One for each state. So he did Illinois and Michigan, and then he said that it was a joke and he's not doing it, <laughs> which is great. Um, yeah, he's. He, I, I read a, like a couple of times that um, he said, you know, oh, I've I've no qualms in saying that it was a promotional ploy and that it was a joke and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, this uh, the, the the avalanche is is great. It's it's a real treat, and you don't need to necessarily listen to it as being outtakes. It doesn't listen like it's outtakes. Um, it's it's a fully formed album in itself. Um, it's really rooted in that sense of place that a lot of most of his music has. Um, and the song I've chosen is No Man's Land, uh, which is a really great example of this. Uh, there's references in this song to like. A ton of different places in Illinois. You got the O'Hara, O'Hara International Airport, um, St. Charles's, Danville, uh, the Mississippi River, a load of others. And then it's obviously um, based somewhat on Woody Guthrie's uh, This Land Is Your Land. Um, and yeah, it's it's a beautiful, upbeat, happy kind of celebration of space and place. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Okay, let's listen to this as No Man's Land by Sufjan Siemens. Take a swim 
by the boat that swept and swayed Whoever you are, in the light, in the water I'm working it out inside I'm counting it out to the floor So that's No Man's Land by the, uh, from the Avalanche, his album mm. that came after Illinois, right? Uh, yes. Not uh, listed, uh, well, just uh, on a note, just a brief note, not um, not listed as an official album on his discography for some reason. Yeah, it, despite the fact that it has 21 songs on it. Um, Is it because it's an outtake? It's not even listed on his, uh, the more extensive discography, yeah. funny enough. Um, yeah, it's it, it's an odd one. Um, and there, there are songs on this that don't appear anywhere else that would be kind of some of his most some of his most loved songs well some of mine anyway I mean the song The Avalanche the the opening song is just stunning um, there's an acoustic version of his very famous song Chicago um, on it as well uh, there's a couple of versions of that song on it um, yeah there's there's brilliant brilliant songs on it that you don't you don't need to know anything else to dive into this album this, this could be the album that you start with um, totally brilliantly I think I went from Illinois to uh, Seven Swans which yes. is much more uh, like kind of a more folky chilled yeah. out is there religious themes in his music as well is that something he, you often yeah get? so he he is Christian um, and there's definitely a lot of religious themes in his music but he doesn't like to kind of speak about his religion a whole lot Um he, I, I, I think he likes to keep the, t- the two things separately, but his religion comes into his music in in that way of sort of it's it's impossible to separate it because of just who he is as a person. He's a, he's a Christian person. Um, that album is in particular is uh, yeah. taken from stories from the Bible. Yeah, um, yeah, and definitely the best album I've ever listened to uh, <laughs> based on the Bible. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I haven't listened to enough metal, man. <laughs> yeah, nope. so, uh, Seven Songs That's a hard is, pass, is incredible. Um, it doesn't feature on my um, on my little primer here because. Um, I, 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 w- I was listening to it at the weekend and I was trying to pick a song from it that I thought represented it. But my suggestion would be to just start at the beginning of the album and, and listen the whole way through. It just, it works so well as a piece, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of banjo on it. It's a real mm. like chilled out kind of album. One that you can just put on and enjoy yeah, in the background It's cozy as, well. as all hell. Um, it's great. Very huga. Huga. Religious. Huga. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so his album, The Age of Ads, uh, which came out in 20 th- 2010, is... Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, it's the one that now that I'm older, which is the next song I've chosen, comes from. Um, and it took a really like a stylistic, a sharp stylistic turn. Um, there was a much heavier emphasis on electronic um, instrumentation and the banjo is kind of out. Um, um, in a way, the song that I'm choosing here is a bit of an outlier in that it's not heavily electronically based or anything, but it is a brilliant example of his uh, mastery of of vocal arrangement um you you can hear his his passion for um how how voices work together and um his his not not reliance isn't the word but he 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 uses vocal harmonies 
rhythmically and um, in very, very interesting ways in the rest of his work. But this is it just sort of pared down. Um, it's it's an odd one to play a snippet from as well, <laughs> because it 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 starts um, it starts soft and it builds and builds. Um, and yeah, it's it's totally transcendent and, and beautiful. OK, this is Now That I'm Older from C. Van Stevens. From the age of as that is now that I'm older, um, that album was certainly his most sonically um, ambitious. I would say, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I think so. I, in in so far as him stepping out of his comfort zone. Um, or what was perceived to be his comfort zone. But the interesting thing about The Age of Ads is that it, it, he sounds completely at home there. Um, it's like no matter what he puts his hand to, um, it it still has that core Sufjan sound. Like I always think you know Sufjan when you hear him. Yeah. Um, even if it's, even if you don't hear his voice, you'll you'll know it from from just, just listening to the music itself. Um, a really, really interesting album and one that I actually didn't, I didn't come to until later because I had re- read the reviews. I said, yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's very electronic. And I was like, no, that's not the Sufjan I want. Um, You're too busy posting uh, about Doctor Who and uh, One Direction. Can you <laughs> not? <laughs> around that time. I think it was around that time. It was probably around that time. 2011. Uh, 2011. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> close to the close to the Harry Styles time oh god i can't believe i talked about that on this podcast <laughs> um, i did see um Sufjan live in the olympia in 2011 shut up um, no i was in a box it was one of those like oh i'm sorry to say that but i had like, to be there you know the olympia is one of those like venues that if you ever get in a box you're just like i love being here it's so yeah, great yeah. Um, it was perfect um it was such a a great way to experience that album because it was such an ambitious, huge, like neon. Um, there was eleven piece band. It mm. was like real grandiose. Was it the album with, where he's wearing the wings? Yeah, big oh. wings. It was just like he t- he actually talked on stage about how he was kind of sick of the familiarity mm. of uh, folk and he wanted to just do something different. Yeah, and he totally did that. He um, totally did, and so continues to. He's he's always doing mad mad projects. Yeah, most recently. Um, would have gained acclaim for his track for a uh, Grammy nominated track for uh, the song uh, Mystery of Love I think from Call Me By Your Name isn't that what it's yeah, called? Yeah I think he won the Oscar for that I think he Oh won sorry you best, did say Grammy I meant Oscar uh, best, be, be, Yeah best original song um, and yeah he's he's all over pop culture like he um, 
he was very much the sound of uh, Little Miss Sunshine as well, which is one of my favorite films. Um, he did a song for the Tanya Harding film that came out last year or this year. Um, which is a, a stunning song just called Tanya Harding in D major, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, absolutely brilliant. So he's he's always kind of putting his hand to, d- to different projects and, and lo- looking to do something a bit weird. Um, but yeah, so we, we come now to, to Illinois or to give its full title, uh, Sofiane Stevens invites you to come feel the Illinois, I think. Um, that's that's what's on the, up, yeah. on the on the cover of the uh, of the LP. Um, this album was so big. This was massive that it was played regularly on Irish daytime radio. Yeah, um, frequently. Yeah, in the morning. You wouldn't get that now. You wouldn't actually get that now. No. at all. No, <laughs> um, it would not have happened. I would genuinely consider being buried with this album. Like honestly, this album is so much a part of what my musical identity was as a teenager. Um, like, so the, it, it came out in 2004. Um, I, I found it, I'd say when I was about 16 and, um, it was, it was the first of his albums that, that I'd heard. Um, and I was just, I, I was, I've never heard folk music sound like this before. Um, it's, it's one of his 50 states, <laughs> one of his two 50 states albums. Um, and this is the album I, I, I would start somebody with. I would yeah. say, listen to this. Um, it is probably his most accomplished um, album. Yes, I, I think so. Say. I think so. Um, um, it, so where do we start with this? Yeah, so the song that I've chosen from this um, is Come On, Feel the Illinois, Part 1, The World's Columbian Exposition, Part 2, Carl Sandberg Visits Me in a Dream. Um that title again. The more frequently used title is just "Come on, feel the Illinois." Um, Thank you. <laughs> he's got he's he's got beautifully long um, long winded song titles uh, on a lot of his albums, and it just makes me adore him even more. Okay. Um, so yeah, this the song's really interesting. It's um, it's just there's so much joy in it. Um, it starts, um, you, so you don't really realize it, um, that, that it's offset in a way, but it starts in, in like a five, four, uh, time signature. Um, and it's only about two minutes in that you realize it was when it switches back to four, four and you, you realize that it's been a bit offset. Um, and then you get this just explosion of like, ah, oh, everything feels right now. Um, the vocal work on this, the strings, the general instrumentation, the electric guitar, it, they're just like some of the things to kind of listen to, but there's so much, there's a, there's a lot to gain from listening to this and sort of trying to tap along because uh, it, it it changes a lot or trying to uh, isolate one of the one of the 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 lines and one of the instruments in it and just listen to that one. It's it's kind of like listening to a, a classical music piece where you're just like, okay, I'll just listen to the cello here, or I'll just listen to the piano, um, and. Yet it's an amazingly brilliant folk pop song. It's just insane. Okay, you've sold it once again. (laughs) No pressure. Let's play it.
It doesn't make it easy to turn these songs off. I know. <laughs> and that, like, uh, that, you just have to listen to all of it. It's, it, it goes on such a journey. It's beautiful. It's an amazing song. Um, a word about his lyrics, maybe, on this album. There's a lot of um, very, like, personal um Lyrics that just stand out when you think about the album, like yeah. like there's a lot of talking about crying in a van and, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, talking about that. There's a lot of, uh, the kind of lyrics you don't normally hear um, sung in such, um, um, kind cor- of choral ways. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's, he, we are one, one of the things I love about him and it, it's a theme in, in the music that I like generally. It's a reason why I like Bell and Sebastian a lot as well is when, lyricists can take um, a, a moment or a scene um, that is so kind of normal and mundane and sing it with um, a lot of kind of purpose and as a, as if it's representative of this big, great thing that's happening. Um, and he's, he's brilliant at that. I mean, you can, you can see it in his, in how, how he deals with place as well. He, he can make, I don't know, a highway in Chicago, just seem seem like this beautiful, like stunning, magical place, and it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly how he's doing that. Are you referring to his album, um, the BQE? Also, an album about a uh, highway. Yes, uh, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't actually, but it, it must have been somewhere in, in my subconscious. Yeah. So he's he's obsessed with place, you know. Yeah, he writes he writes about that in a really um, interesting way. Yeah. He so does. you picked another song from Illinois, um, not Chicago, which not Chicago. Will yeah, um, people will know that, so I didn't yeah. pick that. Um, yeah, my my last pick is. I, it's my favorite Sufjan song, which is a difficult uh, thing to say, and it might change tomorrow. But this is this has been um, this has been consistent. It's uh, the predatory wasp of the Palisades is out to get us, um, and like personally, I remember hearing this song. Uh, I was while I was like studying. Uh, I, I remember it so clearly, and I was listening to it on like my disc man, and. Uh, it came on and I just had to stop what I was doing and just listen to it. You know, those moments where you're like, oh God, what I'm listening to is so special. Um, so this is a, a song of kind of nostalgia and memory and one of those kind of specific moments that we were talking about. Um, th- there's th- there's a couple of interpretations of it, um, but the one that I like is, uh, so it, it, it opens with uh, Sofiane, just writing um, and then he sees a wasp and it it takes him back to a time in his childhood when he was swimming in a lake with his friend who was stung by a wasp and then while he was like batting the wasp away he and his friend um, share a kiss and then the song kind of takes on these all all of these really interesting kind of um, themes of pushing and pulling between like not, not quite understanding what's just happened because you're a kid and because your friend is a boy and you're a boy. And there's, there's a lot of kind of the, there's, there's joy in its kind of confusion and, um, from the perspective of the memory, um, there's a, it's, it's one of those things where it, everything is so real yet it's make believe just like when you're a kid. Um, it's wonderful. It's it, it 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 takes a really small, intimate moment and turns it into something really bright and epic and important, uh, which I think we we lose when we get older. You know. Nice. Okay, let's end it. 
was my best friend Into the car From the backseat Oh, admiration And falling asleep All of my powers Day after day I can tell you We swaggered and swayed Deep in the tower The prairies below I can tell you Okay, we'll turn it down. There. I was laughing at you <laughs> waiting for a moment to, <laughs> to dip out of it, and I was like, "No, you're not going to find one." <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, thank you. Those are Sufian's top thank five uh, and introductory uh, way um, into and just the just discography. To, to note that he he has an amazing Christmas album, that, and if you're a Christmassy person, do listen to his songs for Christmas from 2006. Um, yeah. Seven Swans, Michigan and um, Carrie and Lowell from 2015 are three other excellent albums that I didn't get a chance to put anything on. If you from. want a physical version of the Christmas um, albums, they're currently on sale in Tower Records in Dublin for 90 euro. Yes. That's a big box set. Yes. Um, if so anyone's wondering what to get me for Christmas, <laughs> I don't own that. So. There you go. <laughs> so that was in honour of the Glasshouse Ensemble. Uh, two performances next Friday and Saturday, 23rd, 24th and 25th? 23rd and 24th. Yes. Uh, next week. In Douglas Hyde Gallery. Um, if you are coming to that, do come along. And we're going to start at eight o'clock. They're going to be the band are going to be playing for two hours. Um, it's going to be pretty special. So um, it can sold out instantly. So clearly, a lot more, a lot of Sufjan Stevens fans yes. out there. Please come um, and talk to me. <laughs> a, lot, a lot in Ireland. So you'll be with with, with your people. Yeah. Uh, next be week. Among so um, that is the Sufjan Stevens top five. Thank you so much. Uh, it's time for our songs of the week. Um, our first song this week is by Hosier. He's back again. What? another yeah. one were we prepared for it I don't know let's have a listen this is called <laughs> Movement by Hosier dynamic part of that song yeah um, a, a real departure <laughs> the, the reason being is because uh, the first half sounds a lot like um, to be honest it sounds a lot like a lot of Hosier songs that you've heard before yeah. so uh, I wasn't expecting to hear another Hosier song before this uh, side of the year and we didn't but there <laughs> <laughs> that's mean I don't mean that ouch ouch <laughs> ouch um, yeah um, I like some of Hosier's music I like a lot of it I do like a lot of it genuinely I don't 
this hasn't I've only heard this twice since it came mm. out like two hours ago I don't feel anything for it but yeah it's um, um it's it's got the things in it's in got the, the choral background song. it's yeah. got all it's those got an like organ. little bits um, him giving a big vocal um yeah um I don't know what else to say about Good it right man now. yourself. I don't feel very inspired to say anything else, <laughs> if I'm honest. And that's not hate, how's your bashing. It's just like, uh, I'm just don't. Do you know when a song comes out sometimes, you're just like, oh, I didn't really want to yeah. hear this now. <laughs> <laughs> I have things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My Tumblr's being hacked like, as I we g- speak. I gave him so much uh, energy when Nina Cried Power and the EP came out. I was like, I'm not ready for this again. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that, it's fine. It's fine. So anyway, that's, that's the song. That's the that's song. song. That's one of the songs of the week this week we'll move on to another Irish track I don't know I've known that said you do you want to say anything <laughs> no, no it's fine no, that's what, yeah okay fine uh, up next is another song from an Irish artist they are called the Fontaines DC they are going on a huge amount of uh, tour dates in the next like six months uh, touring with Idols and Shame um, and they just released a new song on their la- their new label uh, Partisan Records who they recently signed to and this is called Too Real <laughs> As the song lyrics suggest, that is a song called Too Real by the Fontaines DC, called DC now because there's a lot of other bands with uh, Fontaines in the title. There's a band called La Fontaines, there's Mm -hmm. The Fontaines, Um, so they are now called Fontaines DC. Uh, I like this song. I feel like I can hear a lot of um, people are talking about new Irish bands and the influence of girl band, and I definitely hear some girl band uh, in this. Yeah, we uh, can't not mention that, right? In terms of the guitar and how that works and the dissonance there. Um, I do like uh, Rian Chatton's vocal delivery here. Um, I think this is a good song. I like them. For now, I think Fontaine's are really cool and doing well. And you, I feel, mm-hmm. have something else to say about the Fontaine's. Do I? I don't know. Do you? Um, no, it's, you know, um, it maybe it's... No, I don't know. Tell me. Maybe it's too real for me. Um, this song didn't grab me, um, okay. but I think I couldn't get past... This just made me want to go and listen to um, Girl Band, um, which I did, <laughs> and it was good. But like, it's it's a good song. I j- I guess I just couldn't get past the th- that, you know. Um, okay. But yeah, Han the lads up the 
town. Fair play to you now. Fair play to you. Fair play to you now. Sure, they're going on a tour and all. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Well, they're a band who are doing really well here. A lot of people seem to be responding to them and internationally as well. They just played Iceland Airwaves last week. KEXP are big uh, promoters of their music. They have now done two KEXP uh, live sessions for their YouTube channel and, and live streams and stuff like that. So a lot of people are into uh, them and they definitely fit into their touring with Idols and Shame and their fitting into that kind of uh, the new rock buzz that's happening at the moment. Sure. Uh, Idols were a band who played here two weeks ago and a lot of people were talking about how great live they are. I have mm-hmm. not seen them in the flesh but uh, I've heard lots of great things about them. Um, and yeah, I, I would actually, the only thing about Idols, I don't know if I'd listen to their album but I'd probably go see them live but where I would listen to the Fontaines every now and again for sure. Yeah. Um, I definitely would. That is the Fontaines DC and song is called Too Real. We move to America to a band called Girlpool who announced an album called What Chaos Is Imagined um, to Come it's, and this is a song from it called Higher. what makes you crazy So I can second guess my focus Are you gonna hire me? I'll let you Phone call cutting out Back on the bench I fall in To the month I think about How I sold seven doves When I was lying on your back I'll meet you in the morning Figure out what gets me past A second in the shade Fucking up a useful place Purgatory A new song from a band called Girl Poo, who have been featured on 909 in the past. Uh, a very different proposition now. Um, yes. For a couple of different reasons. Um, main one is uh, in the music is vocally. Um, the lead singer, Cleo Tucker, is, has transitioned uh, of late um, and uh, voice is now deeper. Yes. Um, but musically as well, they have changed a lot from the, when they first arrived. They were. Like in a totally different way than the Stripes, they had this endearing, youthful thing going on in their early uh, music that they didn't have any, they just had uh, two guitars and two voices and no drummer, no bass player. um, And it was pretty much the vibe, right? That was where they were. I know it's very much a different prospect. If I'm honest, I wouldn't be as into this because it just sounds a lot like other stuff. And that's what I really liked about Girlpool back in the day was that it was very individual. Um, So I'm not as into this music, perhaps. Yeah, I think I I think I I found this song interesting um, because of the the fact that now now that the band is more fleshed out, you'd kind of you might expect that it might go a bit 
more punk or something. Um, but it didn't. It's sort of just it's a bit more pared back and chill and relaxed. And I I like this. I wouldn't like the whole album to be like this, but I think that this is a really nice song to kind of um ease in and it's it, it's a nice way to kind of hear how these new vocal harmonies are are working as well and a, a, a good chance for um for Cleo Tucker to kind of showcase their new like uh baritone I suppose um yeah so uh, yeah an interesting bop along kind of pop song I like it yeah true um yeah like I've said I'm, I'm not really into it but I'd be interested in hearing the album and seeing how, how I feel about the whole yeah. thing because they were always that kind of act that I just wanted to see what they were like as an album They're, yes they feel like an album's band to me more than anything else uh, we move on to Kelsey Lou, um, an artist that played Body and Soul, I think two years ago. Um, she has a new single out on Columbia Records. Um, a different uh, step up uh, to a major for Kelsey. Um, she made a, an EP about two years ago that was really, really cool and really interesting, very atmospheric. Um, uses cello and stuff like that. Um, and this is a bit of a departure for okay. Kelsey Lou. This is called Jew West. Know my feet were too big for my shoes Running in them led me to bruise Falling over Running home to you You had put my fingers and toes turning blue So afraid of cutting me loose You're holding on to me You're holding on Do West, I'm headed on this road Do West, just as far as I can go to California, California, California. Never looking back, goodbye. A list of all the reasons why I'm weather through a do it all for And a snippet of Jewess by Kelsey Lou. I have to say that it is very different from her earlier work, um, which was much more atmospheric and kind of live. And um, this is much more produced. I really like it, though. Um, mm. Not to say it loses anything, um, but definitely uh, much more uh, polished than I'm used to from uh, Kelsey Lou. What about you think? What do you think it is? Um, yeah, I really like this. Um, I don't know her. Um, so if if her other stuff is atmospheric and strange... I'll probably be into it. <laughs> let's not, let's be frank about it. Um, but I, I, I really, really like this. I like how kind of clean it is and it just sounds like a really well-produced pop song. It's, it's good. Yeah, good vibes on that one. Um, our last song of the week this week is um, one we both agree on as our ultimate song of the week, our favourite song I'd forgotten song what it was week. until <laughs> I was like, it's not that all of them. And it's kind of a hard one to give it a flavour of because it's kind of one of those songs that drifts over six minutes and changes a lot. Um but I think you might get a flavour. I It's one of those songs that I heard once and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then yeah. I was like, I'll come back to that. And then I was listening to a radio show last week, Benji B's show, and he played it. And I was like, oh, that's that song I heard last week. And I was instantly like, oh, I'm hooked. Yeah. And I've I, just I was, been listening to this nonstop for the last week. Uh, um, um, more than anything else, more an individual song, I'd be listening to this. Yeah. If it, for me this week, if it wasn't Sufjan, it was this song. Um, I was... 
I was really, really, really taken by this song. Um, it's re- just so interesting. There's amazing vocal work on it, and I don't think we've said what it is. Um, no, it's uh, <laughs> Ten Ten Benja SL. This track is called Tragic X from an EP called Two Houses, which is a lot of um, different styles on that as well. Mm. Um, the EP's great. Yeah, um, really, it's really interesting. Good. It's on Young Turks. Uh, let's give you a flavour of what we're talking about so you can hear um, some context for it. This is uh, Tragic X by 1010 Benja SL. Oh, to the end. <laughs> oh, me. Here's another one from the Avatar themselves. 1010 via the two houses. Keep it right here. A new message will be coming through shortly. on top of us holding us down don't wait you and I could die today your face so careful and precious and it's holy artist um, Kansas City artist Benja XL sorry um, and the song is called Tragic X just one of those songs I've, we've just been seeping into it yeah. reminds me of uh, Mikachu in some ways um, and I can't remember the name of the artist that Mikachu uh, actually uh, worked with recently um, I know we talked about him yeah uh, I remember you saying earlier this year I can't remember now but um, anyway um, it's just that kind of song that just seeps into you and you're like oh where does this come from and then you're already like on board it's very evocative it's got loads of really interesting texture it's got that weird kind of like lovely radio voice I thought it was English we both thought it was English maybe because of the sample yeah Um, yeah I just love this and I want to hear it all over again Um, (laughs) but it's a and we will let's play it again (laughs) (laughs) it's a six minute track and it just goes and goes and goes and it's one of those ones you just want to press play on again it's funny when when, when you get to the end of it it, you're like that was six minutes like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it Um, uh, it's itself in the context of the EP is it it works great Um, yeah really recommend this this is 
Yeah. A, a really lovely surprise this week. I'd never yeah, heard of this person before. It's, it's so. November, so it's not a, it's not uh, the norm to get like introduced to brand new music, really. Mm. But it's time we get towards Christmas. But it's nice to hear something like this. The Two Houses EP is, uh, according to the artist, the mechanism by which the artist views the world, a means of capturing the space between opposite forces. The six songs comprise a raw and undressed snapshot into the artist's dual nature, as he describes. The two houses are the houses of contradiction, the left and right brain the love and fearing heart the long and short end of the stick the idea is that there is some relief to be found some peace to be felt and shared in those shifting moments where the margins blur and opposite ideas are able to or forced to coexist yeah it's like you know it's very obviously about that though you know <laughs> duh <laughs> come on guys I knew that Jesus <laughs> um, so that's our um, uh, definitely song of the week if we were playing one individual song sure. this week um, let's move on to albums uh, well one album album this week uh, that came out actually two weeks ago but we didn't get a chance to really talk about it because there was other albums out um, they're an Irish band called Oh Emperor they just released their third and final album um, you don't really need to know anything about their previous work uh, based on this album it's called Jason um, it sounds nothing like their other work mm. and to my mind it's uh, a really brilliant uh, record unencumbered by expectation the only sadness is the band announced they were on a they have basically broken up as part of the uh, release of the album. So a bittersweet end, but they left us with a really lovely, um, bonkers, cool, uh, weird, uh, kind of uh, jazzy psychedelia album. Yes. <laughs> in, in, all, in all told. So um, here, let's have a listen to this. This is uh, called Girl from the album uh, Jason by O Emperor. That's Girl from O Emperor's album, Jason, which was just released. Uh, I think it's one of the best Irish albums of the year because it's just this uh, fantastic melange of uh, random... um, It feels very free, almost, and I think that's kind of why I really like it. Um, Their previous albums weren't really for me, if I'm honest. They were um, a Waterford-based band uh, who moved to Cork. Um, I think the last time I saw them uh, was last summer. They played. Um, they were doing a lot of uh, some of the members. I don't know if all the members were doing it, but um, like like jazzy kind of uh, covers and uh, uh, in uh, Cork um, late at night on Sunday, and it was kind of my introduction to the band as this kind of uh, with this kind of vibe. But I'd never really heard them do that before. Mm. Their music was kind of sleepy and maybe a bit more like Grizzly Bear kind of more indie um this album is not like that at all 
it does have elements of um <clears throat> it's kind of like psychedelia and vocals that have that kind of harmony but it's not really about um, that it's more as like a groovy album yes for want of a better word it's like about there's a really good interview actually that Owen O'Sullivan The Point of Everything did with the band um in his podcast series which is worth listening to yeah. um it's a great <clears throat> interview yeah which gives you a good in- insight into where they're coming from in terms of their album um they um apparently recorded this in three different sessions um so it does feel like something that was put together uh very quickly but not in a way that it uh it, it benefits from that kind of quickness and not th- overthinking things mm. just like short songs kind of weird funny lyrics or weird funny um interludes about uh uh you still doing the music and mm. uh, when's the lads going to get their recognition they deserve or whatever it is um um, so it's just a really, really brilliant album that, the, you know, nobody was expecting. And the only really sad thing is that the band have already done the gigs that they um, said they were going to do to close the band as a as an entity. Mm. So you can't enjoy that anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry, um, lads. But you can enjoy the album. And uh, there is a fun sense of freedom listening to it. I, I actually I haven't listened to it since um, the week that it came out. Um, and then I went back and list, listened to a couple of tracks today and there, there is like a fun sort of, um, freedom, like you said to, to it, but because you know, the context of it, you know, that this is the last record. So you do really get a sense that the band are just doing whatever the fuck they want. And luckily whatever the fuck they want is brilliant. Yeah. Not and many people can the best do music that, they've pull, made. That, pull that, um, together and cohesively in this, um, kind of strange manner, but I love what they've done with it. Um, and, uh, I just really enjoyed it in a way. It reminds me of bad, bad, not good. Yeah. The band who uh, released um, did that kind of very like woozy kind of R and B live jazz stuff. Uh, really like it. This is a song here called uh, "Boogie Wonderland." <laughs> Thank you. 
that was Boogie Wonderland from O Emperor, uh, their album Jason. I do recommend you get a listen to that um, this week. It is a fantastic release and I think it is up there for me with one of the best uh, Irish albums I've heard this year for sure. And um, certainly could be up there in the general sense in terms of albums. Um, there's so many albums I have still to go back and listen to. There's albums from Low I, I, I only listened to last week, which I really enjoyed. Um, a few others I have on a playlist on Spotify that I'm like, oh, I must go back and listen to those. And That's what December is for. Yes, when we're I making the big list. Can't flip and wait for oh December. God. I love December so much because it December. means I just get to listen back to all these music, the uh, albums and tracks that I never really got a chance to listen to as much. It is great, but I I just remember like two Christmases being a uh, music editor for Headstuff and having to actually put together the list of like get, getting all the writers to give you 20 songs and then trying to work out in like an Excel spreadsheet, like what the actual list was. Very stressful. But this year I don't have to do that. <laughs> it's just my own album. So that's good. Fair very good um yes i just love doing that um so yes if you do want to see um the only way you can see members of o emperor live in the next while is actually at uh, our feature proof gig next week um some well, of the would members you look at that of, well as it turns out some <laughs> of the members of the band are playing in a band called the bonk um and if you liked what you heard from um o emperor there There'll be a bit more of that vibe happening in the Bellow Bar on Thursday, November 22nd. They are playing along, the bunk are playing alongside a band called Super Silly, who we might close the show out with actually. Um, a really nice R&B live band. They're fucking brilliant live. They're so good. And then uh, an artist from Galway called Animalarchy. So that's actually next Thursday, 22nd. Um, before that, Myself and yourself, Andrea, will be in the Gibson Hotel on Wednesday night. Um, the MIA documentary, uh, we're doing a screening of that in the Gibson Hotel. Um, tickets are about half gone for that, so do pick them up in the next uh, couple of days so you do avoid the disappointment and also get to see the film. Yeah. It's a really, really brilliant film. Um, we're doing a screening and a panel and some food and drink. At a, so uh, yeah, do come lovely. along to nice, cozy nice. evening. Yeah, and then obviously Sufjan Stevens, as we discussed, two nights of Glasshouse Ensemble performing his music on Friday and Saturday, uh, November 23rd and 24th. On the seventh day, will you rest? <laughs> that is why we are not doing a podcast next week, because yes. <laughs> I have four nights in a row, and uh, otherwise I'll be doing a podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, no. And I, no. I think I need some time if, off. If, um, if you'll miss us terribly next week, come along to the Gibson. Exactly. Yes. We'll be doing a live we'll live panel and live we'll, we'll record it, but we won't give it to you. And we'll but just... you'll be able to see us, which would be weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll pretend. Um, we may, uh, maybe we'll do some kind of live nine nine podcast soon, but um, uh, to be determined. Still. To be determined. Not to next determined. week, Not anyway. Next week. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, Andrea, thanks so much um, for your co-hosting as ever. Thank you. Um, anything. You've been watching, listening, reading this week? Um, I'm I'm very slow this week. I'm still on Sabrina. It's still great. Um, I'm still reading The Haunting of Hill House. It's v it's gotten very spooky. Like it's very, very spooky. I'm a much faster reader than than you'd think I was, but um but yeah, that's that's been good. I didn't have you down for a slow reader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just it's very scary and I don't like reading it late at night. Um and I've actually I'm going along to a um Chris Cornell tribute night on Friday night in the Workman's. Um so I've been I 
I never really properly got into Chris Cornell and I was speaking to a friend of mine who is a huge, huge fan. Um, and like when, when he died, um, it was, you know, a lot of hype around him. So I've been listening to just some playlists and trying to get into the vibe for that. Um, but other than that, it's, it's been Sufjan and getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> well, luckily you can do those both things together. Yes. Um, I didn't even see that was happening in the Workman's Club. Yeah, Workman's Club Friday night and uh, all the proceeds are going to aware. Uh, I think it's a fiver on the door. So. Oh, right. Okay, I see it Yeah, now. that'll be a yes. good night. Come and, and sing and... Very good. Yeah, be among friends. Um... We have Lumo on Saturday night, so I have a busy, lovely weekend ahead. We're doing an 80s night Yay. for the crack um, because like half of Lumo is 80s anyway. So we just thought, well, let's just go into it and just do it full. Full um, 80s. Looks like it's going to be a fun night. Um, we've had lots of tickets bought in advance for club night, so I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. And uh in the meantime, the gauntlet is coming for next week. Uh, I have been watching, last night I was watching the uh, series two of Big Mouth, that uh, Netflix uh, animated show. And I have to say, it's funny and silly and juvenile and all that stuff. But my God, they did a great episode about shame. Yeah. A double part episode about shame. And I just thought the way it finished was so brilliant. Mm. And uh, it's so worth watching. I think that show, if it continues, is going to be... Um, I don't know. You know the way people talked about. I never. I could never get into BoJack Horseman. Oh, you should. Yeah, I know. But people could tell me this, right? I know. And I, every time I watch, it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Okay, which seasons did you watch? I don't know. Probably the first one. No, you have to get to season three, and then it'll change your oh, life. Does that mean I have to watch two whole seasons? No, first? actually, no. You can just start with season two, and you'll be fine. Anyway, Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Yeah, the those last two, eight, uh, episode eight and nine of series two are just brilliant. Mm. They're just fantastic. All about the different ways in which um, young um, people start to feel shame mm. about what they are doing and experiencing. And Big I just think it's really well done. Yeah. It's like a show whole, I, wish, I wish I'd seen as, as a teenager, as, as yeah. like a 12 year old. Yeah, there's nothing like that. No. For sure. Like each of them has, um, because they're going through puberty, they have to start to get hormone monsters who were just these vile, Hilarious. filthy, explicit creatures. And then the shame wizard who is voiced by David Toulouse. I think that's how you say his name. Okay. The British actor who you might know from loads of stuff. But most recently he was in Fargo as a very creepy individual. Um, he has the voice. As soon as you hear his voice, you're like, I know who this man is. Um, it is fantastic. Um, and... Definitely worth watching, guys. If you're not at gigs, like I am every night. <laughs> um, so, yeah, dig into that. In the meantime, we would appreciate if you do um, tell your friends about the podcast, do uh, subscribe in, in whatever platform you um, are have a predilection to. We won't judge you either nope. way. No shame here. Um, you can at me about your favourite Sofian songs because I like hearing about what that. What is your uh, complete tag, Andrea Cleary? Um, it's at, underscore there, is at it? Andrea Cleary underscore, I believe. That's me. You, you can, can find, find me her, through yeah. your Twitter anyway. I'll be there somewhere. Indeed you can. And uh, we will be back in two weeks, I believe, with... Who knows what's going to happen? God only knows. Bands from the US playing fake gigs in Ireland. I mean, <sighs> who knows m- music what two weeks probably. may bring? Like the only thing we can really guarantee is that we're going to be talking about music. So. Yeah, we, we don't know if it's going to be fake or real. Yeah. Or fake like news. that little mix video. Maybe Kanye's going to release Yandy. 
Oh, he's already pushed it back, right? Yeah, but what if he releases it next week and we don't have a podcast? Hey, when is, when is when are the ABBA songs coming out? Oh, the new ABBA songs? Aren't they coming out soon? Oh, they might be. Yeah, we might. Good God. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> we haven't mentioned ABBA for about four weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> so we leave it there. Um, that is all for uh, our show this week. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to leave you with a song from a band who are playing Future Proof next week. Um, they are called Super Silly. Um, and this is a track that I really love. It is called Here from Super City. Um, if you like what you hear and are available and free and want to come along to Future Proof next Thursday, we'd be glad to have you. In the meantime, have a good week. Look after yourself and, uh, and each other. And each other. <laughs> is that a Jerry Springer thing? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's, it's late and I'm tired. Um, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.